Hello, and welcome back for another round of Business, Baseball, and Bourbon. Drink number five with Jerry Durham. Glad to have you all checking back in. Um, So let's get to the content here today. Uh, Drink number five. Uh, We're going to continue that conversation of value and the value that physical therapists bring to healthcare overall. And really that that that's the phrase I want you guys to think about. It's not what is the value of physical therapy. It's what value do physical therapists bring to healthcare? And I think if we, if we start to approach it from that, we're really going to start to better grasp with the likes of Mike Eisenhart and what my uh, interview today, Mike Riley Jr. out of Illinois is going to share with you. Um, I've already done the interview and very excited about it. It was a great conversation. And Mike, really uh, brings it all together because he's going to tell you what he's doing. It's not just the idea of what the value is, but it's really doing it and the action of it all. And it's going to be about uh, 20, I think it's about a 20-minute interview, and I'm going to ask you to sit through that whole thing and probably listen to it twice and listen to Mike sharing how he's getting stuff done in this arena. Um, You know, the other thing I want to talk about is kind of how this value discussion came around because it was funny headed to Graham Sessions a few weeks ago, and the conversation kicked up on Twitter about a week, two weeks before. And again, really asking, what is the value of of the physical therapist? What is our value? And had a lot of different things and trying to define value in itself. And then get to Graham Sessions, and it was really one of the two big take-homes from Graham Sessions, as I've shared. And um, so that conversation has continued and then um, it just keeps rolling out. I had a phone conversation with Matt Dansingers, uh, been practicing his last name, and he had a great blog post this week about the value of physical therapy. So I highly recommend you go to his Twitter page at Matt Dansingers, D-A-N-C-I-N. G-E-R-S, and look up that blog post. I've posted it a couple times over the last two days. So um, take a read through that because Matt, Matt asked some great questions about what's the individual physical therapist's role in treating that patient across from them. And I think Mike Riley really brings it home really well in the interview today. So um, we're going to get on to that. And just so you know, the next couple of episodes, there'll be another episode next week. We're going to keep this theme rolling because I think it's I think it's really, really big. Physical therapists have to define their role within healthcare, not just define their role in treating ankle sprains. We really have to define our role and the value we bring to the system. And um, I believe this is great times for us. I believe we have the opportunity. We have the ears of people that we need We have the minds of people that we need to convince them of what our value is if we can just figure out what it is. And we have to be objective with it. And I talk about Mike. I talk to Mike about that. So uh, once you get that Manhattan together, stirred up, pause this thing right here. Like my boy Andrew Rothschild probably already has his made and is taking a couple sips. Get that thing stirred up, get it ready to go, and then uh, turn this thing back on and sit back and listen to a great conversation with Mike Riley Jr. out of Illinois and listen to how he's actually getting the job done and growing the value of physical therapy. Thanks all. Today I'm really excited to be bringing Mike Riley to the uh, Business Baseball and Bourbon podcast. Um, 
Mike Riley, as did Mike Eisenhart, really gave uh, some inspiring talks and really got people thinking at Graham Sessions a few weeks ago. So it was after that that uh, I really wanted to continue the conversation of value with the changing, you know, landscape in uh, in healthcare. It's really, really important that physical therapy. I'm sorry, that physical therapists understand where we stand and what's the greatest role we can play. I think we spend a little too much time thinking about the person in front of us and not the greater good and how treating that person in front of us affects all of the population that we could be affecting. So straight out of Illinois, two hours ahead of me. So it's an early start this morning, but Mike was gracious enough to get on. So welcome, Mike Riley. How are you doing today, Mike? Doing great, Jerry. And I just I want to say to anybody listening right now that it's amazing to be on this podcast, given you know Jerry's love for the San Francisco Giants and his his disdain for the St. Louis Cardinals. Which I would, is, which Mike, is I was going to let that go today. I seriously <laughs> thought of bringing that up, and I was going to let it go, but I'm glad you addressed that. Well, it's it's just it's it's it speaks to the to um, your dedication to getting this message about value out there. You know, regardless of what our uh, our teams are, Jerry, we can still have a good talk about this. That's uh, that's a good point. And so now being Mike brought it up, I will tell you my three most hated teams in baseball in this order are the Los Angeles Dodgers, the St. Louis Cardinals, and the Washington Nationals. So Mike does represent number two on that list. So uh, Mike, tell us... Uh, you gave a great, uh, what I believe, talk at um, at Graham Sessions, and it really, I, I love the case study you used. So can you go a little bit into your thoughts of uh, the value, again, that we, that physical therapists bring to healthcare today? Sure. Um, you know, first of all, I, I just, I need to thank some people, to tell you the truth, because uh, there, there's been a couple of people that have been really influential in, in me starting to move the needle. Uh, in this in this regard, and number one would be Mike Eisenhart. Uh, in 2013, he really lit a fire under me. It was you know I've been to a couple Graham sessions now, and his "What I Believe" speech is the only one I ever started to record. <laughs> you know, so uh, he he really brought something to the table that I thought was needed to be heard. Um, number two would be Jen Gamboa, and um, she's got some unbelievable tools. Um, mainly the sustainable health index, but she also brings, you know, uh, a wealth of knowledge, skills, and ability to help affect populations with specific interventions. And I want to thank Jeff Hathaway for bringing me the idea of the ultimate source of the dollar and where to find it. And I want to thank Rob Wainer and the PT execs group through EIM and my accountability circle, Tim Thorson and Lisa Kemp for helping me keep me accountable this year in moving the needle forward. Um, you know, I'm a perfect example of what can happen if you hang out with the PPS crowd long enough, <laughs> right? You know, ideas are, are, are just ideas until somebody actually takes them and starts to do something with them. And so that's what I've tried to do this year. And it all started back in March of 2015 with a, with a talk with our insurance broker for my company, Professional Therapy Services. And this guy's—he's a lot like you, Jerry. He's—he's got—he's uh, wildly eccentric. He's a visionary, and after a, a pretty lengthy rant uh, about the crazy number of unnecessary surgeries, imaging, drug prescription—you know—not to mention the medical errors and the fact that our country is about as unhealthy as it's ever been—he asked if I thought 
physical therapy could have a role in helping change the culture of one of the companies he works with. And so, you know, it seemed like a slam dunk um, and a natural fit. And I remembered what Mike Eisenhart said and what I'd heard Jennifer Gamboa say. And so, you know, uh, he brought up an on-site health clinic and, you know, this is a new business model for me. This is, this is outside of what I traditionally do. And I believe it's outside of generally what, what a lot of people do in physical therapy. And so we went to Chicago and we listened to, um, it was the 13th Congress on on-site employee health clinics. And we listened to these wellness and prevention experts talk about the latest and greatest systems and all the money they'd saved the companies they worked with. And not once did anyone mention utilizing PT. And that's when my insurance broker looked at me and said, Mike, if you guys can do this, you're going to have more opportunities than you could ever imagine. And it, it was at that moment that I said, okay, we got, we got to make this a reality. And so, you know, back to kind of present day now, uh, on January 11th, I was in Alabama and we signed a contract to provide a physical therapist at a, at a manufacturing plant with 2,000 workers. And we collaborated with clinic operators, health risk management consultants, doctors, nursing staff, and Jen Gamboa was present with her sustainable health index. So, you know, long story short, we sat in a room for 12 hours and, and amazingly enough, PT did a lot of, of, of driving of, of the discussions. So it, it's come to fruition right now. And uh, we started February 1st. Our PT has been there for, for four days and she's had an, an overwhelming positive experience so far. Creating the, uh, the clinical pathways and, and putting those things into place, um, you know, we're, we're trying to get out of that siloed care concept and how damaging it is to our present value. So, you know, the, why do I feel like we have a value on the other side of the fence is this, okay? I've worked in PT for 16 years and I've sat in my outpatient office and I've waited for somebody to tweak their back, you know, shoveling snow. They go to their doctor or they go to the ER, you know, they get an x-ray, drugs, and they wait to follow up with their primary care doctor who really can't figure it out. They send them for an MRI so that, the, you know, the patient understands what? He's got a bulging disc like the rest of the world. You know, so my view now and the, the mind shift that I had is that the problem was not this patient's back. The problem was he wasn't prepared to shovel the snow in the first place, Right. He's 40 pounds overweight, he's got diabetes, hypertension, and no knowledge about how to manage the chronic diseases. You know, he, he's lucky his back's all he hurt and he didn't have a massive heart attack. So, you know, I, I don't believe, Jerry, that, that I can truly improve the human experience unless I have access to people earlier in their lives, and that starts with work. You know, and that's this new model. It's, it's us getting on the other side of the fence and obtaining the knowledge the skills and the abilities to, to do targeted interventions to people before they become a train wreck. You know, um, you said a couple of things that really rang true, Mike. Um, I want to follow back up with, I love your phrase about changing the culture. Can, can we change the culture? And I think that's huge. And what's PT's role? The other thing I heard about the PT you put in there is, you know, really looking at, uh, 
that physical therapist as the leader in that role, leading the charge, not not as the taking the orders. And, and I know that's a little ego thing. I get it. But I think we have value to bring to a group without being under, you know, the auspice of other healthcare providers. So I love both of those. Hey, I got a, um, a follow up question for you. Sure. Tell me, tell me more because you and I both were discussing um these days, and I loved, oh, by the way, I love that group of people you named. I was thinking about the value, you small or big, that I've gotten from everybody in that group at some point or another. So I love that you brought that whole group up. Um, talk about, we know we need objectivity. The days of talking about subjectively what we do and, oh, you can't measure what we do are dead. They're dead in the water. We will cease to exist if we take that approach. So tell me more about what Jennifer is doing and talk more about her index. Would you please? So people yeah, understand. The absolutely. Thank it, you. It's, it's, you know, Jennifer Gamboa is, is such a dynamic person and she has literally spent uh, the last 15 or so years developing this system that she started out using in, in her cash-based model uh, at Body Dynamics Inc. in uh, Falls Church, Virginia. And, Basically, you know, if I'm going to put a PT on site, okay, and we're going to we're going to need a way to target what interventions need to go to what people. And so basically what she's developed through the Sustainable Health Index is a way to stratify the workforce into high, medium, and low risk based on five different domains of health. And so when you look at the domains of health, we're, we're not just talking, you know, flexibility and strength. It's certainly strength is a part of it. Fitness is a part of it. Disease risk is a part of it. Resilience. You know, how, how are you feeling? Are you, are you confident about, you know, your lot in life right now? And are, are you ready to make change? And then the, the other one would be nutrition. And so when you look at those five domains and you send a group of people through this the screening tool, it's going to give our boots on the ground an idea of where to start targeting their interventions and what those interventions are going to look like. Yeah, that's great. So, man, I didn't realize she had been working on that for so long. Again, I've had some short discussions with her. And uh, yeah, stuff like that's going to have to make its way out there. And I'm, I'm glad to hear you're, you're bringing that forward. So can you talk a little more I heard some depth, but I, I don't know if there's any more. And if there isn't, we can go on to the next thing. But talk a little more about what you're doing specifically, what you're I want a little more specifics for the people listening about what your physical therapist is doing in that current setting, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's uh, it's a complete shift um, from sitting back and waiting for somebody to fall off a ladder. Right. I mean, we're really looking to, you know, identify the people that are at high risk for uh, diabetes, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, and then it, it, it's different interventions. It might be a lot of education, you know, but basically people that are doing wellness right now generally have a nurse practitioner on site who's managing care in a siloed fashion, just, you know, like business as usual. And the employers are, are fed up, right? They're tired of seeing their, their, their premiums go up, um, you know, sometimes up to 30% every year. And so what our therapist is doing is identifying, you know, she's not sitting around waiting for somebody to fall off a ladder. She is giving frequent touches 
to people to help them along their journey to health. I would say that would be her major role is helping people along their journey to health. And, you know, we're as therapists and this is the, this is the rub, Jerry, because I'm I'm 16 years into this deal and I'm just beginning to realize how valuable we might be in helping drive down the cost of health care in this country. This is it's a big deal for me. You know, I, I would venture to say that this is this is patriotic work. <laughs> right. We're, we're trying to honestly uh, shift something that's so broken, you know, but it's got to start somewhere. And I believe that physical therapists have a responsibility to, to get in this role more frequently and, and not just on site. OK, when your patient comes to you in the clinic, in the outpatient clinic with with a with a fractured humerus and you realize, you know, that their balance is so bad that they're going to be you know, headed for a head injury, right? Which is going to tax the system even more. You better be working on balance while you're trying to strengthen that rotator cuff, right? You better be talking to them about, you know, managing their chronic disease. And I think that's something that based on today and, and the, the environment that we work in, we have increased... Uh, documentation requirements. We've got decreased utilization of PT, increased co-pays, right? It, it's become, it, it's just become very cumbersome. It's become, you know, generally speaking, not fun to be an outpatient staff therapist these days. And they don't feel like they have the time to focus on some of the things I think that, that we're talking about. I want to make sure that, yeah, if you fell and broke your humerus, that the next time I see you, you're going to be healthier, not just your arm's going to be working, but you're going to be a healthier individual and better off for having seen a physical therapist. Yeah, that's uh, that. That was perfect. Thank you, Mike. That was a uh, that was good. That was a good share of what you guys are doing there. You you've mentioned a couple times, and I'm thinking of my experience with Jeff Hathaway, and I think Jeff Hathaway was the first one I ever heard and saw and explained to me what siloed care meant and. I saw how siloed care was limiting not only our ability to really show our value, but everybody in healthcare's ability, each step in that siloed care. So, you know, I used to, if I'd get talked to, if I would get asked to speak at a conference, the first thing I'd ask the, the person holding the conference was, is Jeff Hathaway speaking at this conference? Because if he's not, call him first. Because he needs, everybody needs to hear what he's doing. So that whole thing about siloed care, and, and I liked your example of when some other, shall we say, provider is leading a wellness program, it tends to be more siloed, thinking about, you know, the x-ray, the meds, the, you know, the things separately, as opposed to putting them all into a barrel. Um, it was actually Jim Hoyme over at TPI that first used the phrase of lowering the cost of a course of care. And that really helped my mind shift too. So a low back pain patient, it's not about lowering the cost of physical therapy. It was about lowering the cost, the overall cost of a low back pain patient to the system. So I, I like that approach a lot. Yeah. The total cost of care is, is certainly going to be one of the metrics. Uh, I think moving forward that we're really going to be able to, to show our value. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm really looking as we get into this a little bit more to see the rate of pre-diabetic patients in this company decrease drastically. I and mean, if I can, if I can decrease 
of the people that would become diabetic. Is that a win? What does that look like financially for them? Yeah, that, that's huge. I mean, let's face it, heart disease, di- diabetes, I mean, is huge. And, and that's, yeah, I love your striving for that because that, that's, really a, that's really a huge chunk of the healthcare costs. And that's physical therapists playing a huge role in that. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. And that's the mind shift, right? Yeah. Oh, big time. It's going to take a huge mind shift. That, that's why I love having you and Mike, uh, Mike Riley and Mike Eisenhart. And I'm actually going to grab Ali's shoes next because, you know, her thing talking about treating Alzheimer's with exercise just blew my mind. Absolutely. So, yeah, that that mind shift. And, and I love you getting on here and sharing how you're actually doing it because the doing and you referenced this early on the idea is awesome but without the doing it's it's dead in the water you know and that's you know these these ideas are not um, are not unique to me i mean i didn't come up with them i'm just i'm just listening to what i believe are some some very forward thinking people in our field are doing and trying to get them you know bringing jen gamboa in was the reason I did that, Jerry, is because I don't have the skills to do it yet, right? So how do we get our profession? Because And if you talk to Mike, he'll tell you that it, it takes a special PT to be able to affect these types of changes. There's a lot of psychology that goes into it, behavioral psychology. Um, you know, how do we get our group that we have a lot of the skills and, and tools already, but I, I think there is a piece um, that, that we need to look at in terms of, uh, the boots on the ground in these, in these locations and, and, and making sure that they have, uh, the specific ability to, to, to do these targeted interventions that aren't generally speaking, um, three sets of 10 straight leg raises. Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> that, that, that was good there. Hey, uh, okay. So let's, um, Let's bring this full circle again. So why don't you share with the people what you're doing today, February 4th, 2016, after we hang the uh, hang up the call here? Yeah, you know, as fate would have it, right? You do one thing and you think you got something going on. And so that's what's happening for us in Alabama. Um, you know, about four weeks ago, we got a phone call from uh, a large hospital organization that's opening an on-site clinic for their employees and also another company. Um, and so there's going to be about 10,000 lives. And so we're going to have a meeting today to staff that clinic with a physical therapist. But what I'm going along for is to help them understand the value of bringing a physical therapist in and what we might be able to do to help manage the chronic disease and, and help actually drive down the costs that they're paying on the outside for, uh, to cover these 10,000 lives, you know? So it's not, uh, a company that, that is looking, they, they wanted to, to put a physical therapist in the clinic and have us sit back passively and wait for people to fall off ladders. Right. And that's just not where it's at. You know, I almost don't even want to want to take this thing on. If, if we can't really, uh, if we don't have the freedom to, um, to put this type of system into place, you know, so we're going to be talking about the sustainable health index and we're going to be talking about high priority clinical pathways, um, that would include nurse practitioner, physical therapist, counselor, nutritionist, uh, based on, uh, the disease risk stratification. And this is going to be, uh, foreign to them. 
They're not going to, I don't know. We're going to have to see, Jerry. It's one of those things where, you know, that we got to have the, we got to start having these talks. And so that's, that's where I'm going today. And uh, hopefully I'll have something good to report uh, with a, a hospital system that has 14 hospitals that's, that's willing to look at uh, putting in programs like this to help change the health, improve the engagement, and ultimately have more productive employees. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I love the fact you say, you know, possibly, you know, a year or two ago, right? Three years ago. Yeah, we'd love to be a PT and house a PT there and let them sit there and wait um, for people who show up who are injured, as opposed to what you just said. You almost don't want to be in there if, the, if that's the only purpose you're going to serve. I, I love that mindset of, and, and then therefore going into the discussion with that. And that's awesome. You bet. That's awesome. So thank you very much, Mike. This has been an awesome talk. Um, very informative. I think the people who listen are truly going to start to understand what the greater value of physical therapy is. And again, my, my takeaway here, Mike, is we're, we're done waiting for people to fall off ladders. I love that. And, and you're right. I think that's a great analogy. So uh, thank you very much for your time today and best of luck. You'll have to keep me updated on that uh, on that meeting today. So thank you, Mike. You bet, Jerry. We'll talk soon. Yeah.